0: Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the mic for thought-provoking profession-shaping conversations and commentary. In this episode, Emily Thrasher, property management executive from ProxyClick, discusses the physical security and compliance aspect of visitor management.
1: Thanks, Emily, for talking with Cornet Global.
0: Thank you, Tim. I'm
1: excited to share
0: a little bit of knowledge about the industry. Okay.
1: Okay. First, if you would, tell us a little about yourself and your background in corporate real estate. Absolutely, so I had
0: moved to New York in my 20s and after a time in a few other industries as that happens. I ended up in a position at related companies, uh, a pretty large company within New York and actually global. And I worked within the business and technology team there. Uh, It allowed me to be creative and work in technology, which which I happen to love. And a lot of what I was doing was really looking at the user experience of all the different players within the commercial and the residential space and trying to define the way that we look at those user journeys. And then I ended up down at Hudson Yards uh, to continue looking at those user journeys and experiences and help to start procure and establish the right partnerships that make up Hudson Yards as a technology platform. And we looked at a lot of different technology partners, put a lot of them through the ringer Um, in that commercial space to make sure that they were a a good fit, but we ended up with a solid team that allowed the buildings to run pretty smoothly. So coming from the commercial background was more of a business and technology level for me, Um, although I did start in residential real estate, uh, you know, 25 years ago.
1: Okay. So next question, how did your early career lead you to where you are now?
0: So my background has fluctuated over the last 20 years. However, as I mentioned, I started in residential real estate while I was at university and had a few jobs in between. But once I actually left related companies and Hudson Yards, I knew I wanted to stay within that commercial business, uh, but really focus on the technology aspect. So working at Hudson Yards, I became familiar with a lot of the different tech companies who were trying to make things more efficient uh, to really make that journey more uh, just a better and more efficient journey for the users. And as we know, commercial real estate isn't necessarily the most tech-friendly space at this point. So during my time at Hudson, I was introduced to the CEO of ProxyClick Visitor Management. Um, That introduction actually came through two of our tenants that were sitting in our building that rent space from Hudson Yards probably within about two weeks of each other. And finally, after being a bit harassed by the tenants to look at this technology, I had an initial discovery call and was shown proxy click, Visitor Management. Uh, I had started comparing it to a lot of the technologies that I'd already seen in the visitor space and was pretty blown away by the capability and that user experience. And again, I keep bringing up the experience and the journey because a lot of my career has been focused on that, making things better and more efficient. So I started looking at the product more from the standpoint of the visitor point of view Um, And we're all visitors at some point, so I knew this technology was a little bit different. And I spent quite a bit of time looking at the product. I met with Gregory in New York, who's the CEO, and I talked to his product team, and we really started discussing how visitor management within a large commercial building should and could work, um, how it works currently, which is actually quite legacy, and then what small changes could be made very quickly within the platform to make it a leader within the market so I was still at Hudson Yards at this time, trying to find the best partner for a visitor experience for both our tenants and our visitors. But how I ended up going from the client side, from related companies to the product side, was simply because we decided to move uh, to the West Coast. So I reached back out to Gregory and just said, hey, if you ever need someone that knows the commercial side of the business to consult with you guys, I'd love to chat. And I think within 45 minutes, I had received a response from Gregory and. And six months later, I was working you know, full-time at ProxyClick establishing their commercial
1: real estate business. Okay, sounds great. Now, Emily, for those listening who might not get to the connection between CRE and visitor management, can you shed some light on the relationship and how that has evolved? Sure. First, though I want to
0: define what a visitor is, uh, you probably sit in an office, most of us do, and you have a business meeting coming up that outside people are attending. Those are the visitors that we typically think about. However, uh, from a proxy click side, we like to point out that anyone who is not sitting at your office on a daily basis and is coming to your building is a visitor. So a vendor that's coming to your space to do work, a contractor who may only be working for a week with your company, uh, a delivery driver dropping off boxes through a loading dock, Uh, maybe taking them up to the tenant floor, so that person is actually a a visitor within your facility, they're all technically visitors. So when you start to think about all the people that visitor management touches, it's it's a lot. And for those people, that is sometimes the initial contact that they have with your building, uh, with your brand, and that's a huge uh, element of touch that you want to make sure is the best experience for them. So, my previous experience, again, 10, 15 years ago in many buildings uh, within New York, was I walked in, I was greeted by a security guard who maybe held my ID for a split second. I have no idea what they were looking for. Um, And then they ushered me to the elevator bank, and I could go to any floor that I chose. Uh, Sometimes I would sign into a logbook, which was a paper, you know, piece of paper on the desk.
1: And I would always.
0: Yeah, exactly, Mm -hmm. a piece of paper on the desk Mm -hmm. with a Mm -hmm. list of names and information about people. And I always signed Mickey Mouse. And I think back to this now, and I think (laughs) how funny it is. (laughs) Because honestly, I didn't want anyone else coming in behind me and seeing my name. Uh, Sometimes these appointments were at doctor's offices or dental offices within a a smaller commercial building. Sometimes it was a gym class in a pop-up space. But either way, that information, I didn't think, should be seen by anyone else. Um, and then on the other side, there's the experience of being a typical New Yorker like I was. I was never on time for anything. I could not get the transportation down. So that anticipation of the meeting, trying to leave 30, 40 minutes in advance, you never understand the delays that you're gonna have from public transportation or cabs. So I'd get to the building lobby on time, uh, but then I'd have like a five or 10 or 15 minute wait before I was actually let up to my meeting on whatever floor I needed to go to. And needless to say from a visitor perspective, it was really difficult to know what to expect in advance when you reached the lobby. I just knew I had a meeting and I needed to show up. I didn't understand that it was gonna take so much time to get through if they were gonna search my bags, if they were going to, I don't know, you know, TSA pre-check me. I, I just didn't understand exactly. what was going mm. on, right? And from a host perspective, I'm assuming my host never even knew when I arrived because you are not checking in as soon as you get there, you check in after you stand online. So my host actually probably thought that I was 30 minutes late when I was technically on time. I was just kind of waiting in the line for their security and operations to uh, get me through the queue. Right,
1: okay, excellent. So next question, visitor management apparently is shifting from sort of a nice to have branding and efficiency driver to now being driven more by security and compliance, is that is that right? And if so, can you talk a little bit more about that part of it?
0: Absolutely. The evolution of this experience that's happened over the last couple years has been, I feel, slow but steady. Um, Doit actually just put out a great article around the real estate outlook in 2020 and said that over 90%, I think it was 90% of the developers and brokers and owner-operators said they would be dedicating resources toward tenant experiences around 40% are planning on investing even more than they had in previous years. So I'm still shocked when I hear about large commercial property managers that still have a paper logbook at the front desk. And now many tenants, when they come into a space, are demanding that the actual physical facilities and the technology provided to them is, is kind of more state-of-the-art, I guess, than a piece of paper on a desk. Um, and so every company wants to be as efficient as possible within their operations. And doing something manual, when it could be automated, takes resource, which we all know equates to dollars. So implementing uh, a technology such as like a visitor management system that allows all employees or a preset group of employees to enter their own visitors and receive notifications when they've arrived, it creates an efficiency. And the visitor, hopefully, no longer has to wait in a long line or write their name in a paper logbook for the world to see. Um, I think this is, in itself, 10 steps forward to where we were, you know, a couple years ago. So the security element of that is kind of what I mentioned in the upfront, is your data shouldn't be out there for the world to see. And even though it's nice to have this efficiency for the security staff and tenants uh, who invite visitors into your building to like know what's going on? What's that process? Where is my visitor? You know, but it's also the security of the tenants who are on the other floors and they meet this sure. visitor in passing. Yeah, what are we doing to ensure that they are secure? If we don't have the relevant data to back up who is in your building, that's creating an insecurity for your commercial space. And creating efficiencies is one thing, but making sure the visitors are who they say they are. When they check in is an entire you know it's it's another thing. So this ensures that everyone in the building is safe. So being compliant and being safe they, they really do go hand in hand and uh, one of the things that I found uh, interviewing Proxyclick when I was on the client side is that they've done a lot of things to make sure that their security um, goes along with the visitor experience and that journey. So you know, integrating with access control systems, um, integrating with facial recognition scanning or using the iPad to scan the person, uh, compare it with their driver's license, making sure that it's the same person, automating the visitor detection. They do a lot with watch list screening, ensuring that the security guards and the host know that someone is on a watch list, that they're registering someone that may have, you know, hit a watch list for many different tenants. And then they have the alerting system around it to make sure that it's discreet and making sure that the right people are knowing who is in your building. So the integrations with the different partners to make that you know true experience is very relevant for the security side. And then of course, we've all heard about GDPR. And along with the physical security, this ongoing effort for data privacy retention and reformation is going strong not only in Europe, um, but CCPA in California, and we don't really see an end in sight. So, thankfully, when we were talking about this initially, again coming from the client side, they had practically had already started looking um, at this future, and this was four years ago. And GDPR went into play in 2018, so they were, you know, way above, way above the times. The the penalties, if you look at the data negligent security and breaches are only going to increase and that's going to be in the billions of dollars so i would say that you know proxyclick as a whole and any technology that you're using within your commercial space really needs to start looking forward they need to be a true partner to you and be able to talk to you about their roadmap five years down the road and security and compliance
1: okay great points there and what about what about real life applications of of this type of um, functionality? You mentioned uh, commercial real estate applications, and of course, corporate uh, real estate applications. Um, are there some, you know, real life examples you could point to to, you know, make this come alive even a little bit more for our listeners?
0: Absolutely. So, ProxyClick has really taken a huge interest in the commercial side. I would say probably about two years ago, and funny enough, that coincides with me kind of starting with proxy click. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm really trying to drive the momentum there because looking at all the different possibilities in the marketplace, no one really does it perfectly. I'll just be 100% honest because operations are so different in every commercial building. Uh, There are a few things that really coincide, you know, but the drivers are, they wanna make sure that the right people are in their building. That's the true goal. Um, And the other goal is to make sure that they're getting through the lobby as fast and seamless as possible and making sure that experience is a, a positive one. So, we are currently implementing Proxyclick for actually a very few large asset managers uh, on the west coast and on the east coast. However, one of the current portfolios um, has about 12 larger buildings in New York. And one of the things that they continued to bring up was that the reason they wanted to implement technology across their portfolio and make it an enterprise experience is because they share internal security resources. And this was something that I knew because I was coming from the commercial side, but it really did drive home a really good point that for resourcing for them, they wanted to make sure that all their security staff and reception uh, folks down in the front lobby could rotate buildings if needed. So if somebody called in sick, They could send someone over and it was all uh, status quo and making sure business as usual. So ensuring that their operational procedures were the same or similar um, was truly key, but also just making sure that the uh, technology, so the visitor management system, which they use every single day, every single minute, uh, that anyone comes in the building was a, a huge benefit for them and also being able to share buildings. So that security guard has their own credential, but he could simply be added to another building so that he can start working at that building and still the audit trail is there. Ah, okay. So yes, that's a huge piece to make sure that the security staff and the reception teams that are working in your building, you can actually validate what they're doing. They're not letting in just anyone because their credential is tied to every visitor that they touch. Um, And along with that, we are really trying to, uh, you know, help with the green effort of not printing those badges that often go into the waste. So, um, you know, that credential can be on a smartphone, it can be scanned on the uh, turnstile and allowed access after they've been through the proper procedure of checking the ID and that type of thing. So we found that those commercial buildings all have different operations, but the elements and the goals are very much the same. They want to create that as secure and seamless journey for their visitors and the same thing for their tenants because their tenants are the big users. So having that tenant experience is also critical because some tenants are in multiple buildings within the same portfolio and they don't want to be using two separate technology systems in two separate buildings uh, that makes it very hard to train and keep that continued ed up. So using ProxyClick behind the scenes or whatever technology that you're using is what I normally tell my commercial partners that they can use us as a starting point to the journey and integrate other key pieces such as meeting your management or a parking system, make it a whole 360 experience. Um, integrate right. us with their tenant app, we've done it before, it's great. And it really keeps your building more secure technology forward while most tenants won't even notice the changes.
1: Okay, fantastic. Well, this is all fascinating, and it's amazing the capabilities that, uh, you know, companies like yours have today to help uh, deliver that great, uh, you know, tenant and employee experience and also provide for the security and the other features you, you mentioned. Pretty exciting stuff. As we wrap up, Emily, anything else you'd like to add?
0: Well, I don't think security and compliance are going to be slowing down anytime soon. So I would just recommend uh, from any point of view, taking a look at your organization and how you handle your visitors in your lobby. Ask yourself if you would want to be the visitor coming in, uh, how that experience would be for you. And if it's not the experience that you want to achieve, then, you know, start looking for a change.
1: Okay. Very good. Well, thanks again for sharing your insights with uh, Cornet Global, Emily. We appreciate it very much. Thanks so much, Tim.
0: This concludes this episode of What's Next. Want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit CornetGlobal.org to learn more.